Good evening, and welcome to a super regional edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Nothing. Feeling pretty good. How about you? All right. You're in your new house, huh? I am. You can see these digs. Um, No furniture. I'm lying on a mattress (laughs) in the guest bedroom. If it's a little echoey, it's because none of our furniture is here, but... um, yeah. Roof over my head, it's a nice new home, family's happy and healthy and looking forward to settling into this place, so well, no complaints. Big congrats, and uh, we are joining you tonight, looking forward to settling into um, JMU dominating the SEC uh, for a couple of weeks in a row here, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we will take it. Um, as always, we are brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the store anytime, uh, mention the podcast, you'll win a free sticker. Weather was incredible out there this weekend. Um, actually, really, really hot in most places. Um, maybe going to be some rain this weekend, but we're coming into a good season. Go see the boys, and they will set you up with anything you need. We are here to have one of the more fun discussions tonight, Rob. I will say we have tried to have a guest, and we are struggling with some technical difficulties. We may try to patch that up tomorrow and or have a little bonus, bonus pod this week. Um, but... We are really, really excited uh, to talk about one of the best weekends any sport has had in quite some time. As much as I say that, it's also incredible how much I've been corrected by people, Rob, about this is the third Super Regional appearance in five years. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and people forget, like, they went out to UCLA to the Super Regionals the last season. It was two years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And they played a tough series against the eventual World Series winner wasn't it UCLA and they win all that. I game? think so, and that was before, and that was after the beating Michigan. Yeah, you know, at Michigan in the regional, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so they're no strangers to this. No, um, despite what the national media will tell you, uh, we're just going to get into it. We got uh, seven plus innings um, because the team took a few innings. Well, I'll set the stage this way. We'll go through it, right, Rob? Let's talk about what happened. Incredible weekend for the women. Uh, we don't have to talk about anything else. We're not talking football, basketball, anything. We are talking about JMU softball, who may, who who does have the program's best chance to advance to the College World Series um, in program history. I, I think almost uh, unquestionably, uh, and that's no disrespect to Missouri, the upcoming opponent, but it is just true. They're not playing LSU or UCLA. They're playing Missouri. Um, Missouri was mashing over the weekend. Missouri was, but we'll get to some of that in a second. Uh, the biggest thing was JMU. They didn't win their – they didn't sneak out of their regional. They won three games. Um, they – I guess we'll set them up this way. The first game on Friday afternoon, they had an absolutely, you know, legendary – another legendary pitching performance uh, from CC Alexander going the distance in a 10-inning win over Liberty, 4-3. to three. Uh, Sarah Jubas just – the clutch of clutchest JMU hitters the last few years uh, had the big hit in the tenth inning to put JMU to break the two-two deadlock and put JMU ahead four to two. The Liberty would actually hit a home run in the bottom of the tenth, um, but JMU won four to three. So that's the Odyssey game. Then on Saturday, JMU took on the favorite, the ninth overall seed, the Tennessee Volunteers. And beat them three to one. And this one, another great performance from Alexander. But this is really the Kate Gordon game. Uh, Rob, I love this. They won three to one. It was a three-run home run from Kate Gordon in the third inning, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
One of my favorite things I love uh, about this one, Rob, any level of baseball, softball, you name it, when you hit it off the scoreboard, yeah, it's awesome, right? It's also, like when, when you have that Carlton Fisk-esque run down first base where you're waving the ball over, I thought that yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah, and when you hit it off the scoreboard, I mean, that's like, you know, whether it's the Natural or Little League or yeah. at Knoxville, you know you hit it far. Uh, so that was the awesome game. Liberty actually knocked out Tennessee in the nightcap in the loser's bracket as JMU cruised into the winner's bracket on Sunday. And then JMU came from behind in a really exciting game with a performance is all over the place. JMU would, would ultimately win eight to five on Sunday to win the regional and advance to super regionals. This was a game JMU trailed for much of it. They really didn't have, I think it was, four to one until the fifth inning. I mean, Jamie was making contact, but couldn't put it yeah, together. It was like, for Matt a while. Was and he was like, yeah, it was one of those things where you kind of felt like they were due. They were going to, they were hitting them and getting, getting people on base, but just uh-huh. weren't really breaking through. So yep. it had that feeling like, okay, you know, it, it all takes is one beginning, but you look up and people are saying that. And it's like the fourth inning already. So yeah. you're running out of, you're running out of outs. Um, but it was nice that they definitely did come through when, when it mattered. Oh, well, and then they got just contributions from all over the lineup. I mean, first of all, there were things on Sunday. There were two things on Sunday that two are my favorite all-time JMU moments, Rob. I I don't think these are going to fade in my Mm -hmm. memory over time. But the fashion show, I don't know what you – I don't know where this comes from. It's some piece of culture that I'm not fully aware of, but it was wonderful. Yeah, 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 it it was incredible. Um, And then the – Lindsey Meeks, who started both of JMU's rallies in this game, um, the big one st- had the first hit to really get them going in the big inning where yeah. a bunch of people would deliver and then had the big hit for the in the insurance run inning where she had the triple that the gr- was almost a home run. The girl kind of dropped, you know, hit off the girl's glove at the wall mm-hmm. and she had the triple and got up and did the whole flexing routine, like full Hulk Hogan style was well, just she's, incredible. She's yeah. very funny. Did you She's see the video they put funny. out yeah. with her mic'd up? Yes. I mean, she looked like a seasoned pro who'd been doing those things. You know, like there's some there's some professional athletes who do that and they're boring. And there's some who do it with a clear acknowledgement that not only are they playing a the game they love, but they're mm-hmm. creating content. Mm-hmm. And she seemed to strike that. And it didn't seem to be unique to her. You also see it, you know, when you, when you see people mic'd up often, there's certain oh. teammates who just don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. You don't really see any of that. Um, it, this is going to be weird, but it reminded me of the Sox Yankees series when the Red Sox were down three oh, yeah. nothing. Uh-huh. When they're walking around like, no, just one tonight. We're you know we're going to win. They Millar. just seem loose. Yeah, yeah. When Millar, like when, when Millar's out there and nobody seemed overwhelmed. They just seem ready to play. Yes. that's kind of the impression that I got. You know, they're still in the bullpen cart and things like that. They just seemed like they absolutely were enjoying the moment versus being caught up in it. And granted, yeah. that was you know a couple of days early in the game, but you'd still think lesser teams or maybe mm-hmm. more hyper intense teams wouldn't have that attitude going in. So that I actually it's dumb, and this is not at all analytical, no. or this is not moneyball. <laughs> but I was like, wow, this team's got a real shot. If they look, they're just playing the game. They are. They weren't, they weren't worried about any. It didn't seem like you know worried about any of the talk or the nobody's respecting us. It just seemed like what the heck, dude? We're here to we're here to play some ball. Yeah, it was just awesome. They got contributions up and down the lineup. They also got a huge relief. They got five huge outs in the middle of the game from Alyssa Humphrey, the freshman Mm -hmm. pitcher who came in for the first time. And then they got an incredible um, 
back into the game performance from from Odyssey, who came back in and got the save. Uh, I think the win actually went to Humphrey because that's when they took the lead there. Yeah. You know, uh, just really incredible stuff. Savvy move by Laporte. And nice CC, you know, delivered and John Humphrey. So I well, thought that was really cool. Well, the announcing was terrible uh, in this game. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, game. this was just uh, it, this game all across the tournament. But this, it's so bad. And like ESPN is a little bit in bed with Liberty, which is maybe you shouldn't say it that way. But yeah. like, <laughs> you know, watching. this whole, even once Tennessee was eliminated, this whole regional was about Liberty. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't. And, and here you are with the team trying to make their third super regional in five years. Uh, a team that finished the weekend 37 and one on the season with a 27 game winning streak. Um, that's where we'll go next. The, the old Jamie is the only non power five team in the sweet 16 in the super regionals to make a super regionals. The only quote mid major. Um, they are one of only three unseated teams. The other being our neighbors down the street, down 81 uh, Virginia tech who went out and just hammered the, yeah. Arizona State region the same way JMU did. That was surprising. And then the and then Georgia um, was unseated, but that was a little bit of a. They played at home in Athens in a where Duke was the top seed, mm-hmm. um, and Georgia had to come through the losers bracket and everything. I mean that was a bit of a. It, it was not you know not the run that Tech and JMU went on. Um, I also thought it was interesting. So JMU is getting ready to. They're. So the, the biggest thing is this sets up this weekend, Friday night at 9 p.m. on ESPNU. JMU will go to Columbia, Missouri to take on the SEC's Missouri Tigers. Saturday at 7 p.m. also on ESPNU. These are fantastic times for the olds among us, Rob, 9 p.m. Friday, 7 Saturday. It's so good. Sunday would be either noon or 2 p.m. if there's a game three of the series. I also was reminded, as I am every year when this happens, Rob, how much I love college baseball and softball's tournament format, where you have the yeah. the mini regional double elimination format the first weekend, and then you have a real series, like mm-hmm. you know, true like kind of MLB style the and second then you're weekend, back to and then you're back to the even bigger yeah. double elimination field uh, for the college world series. It's really cool, uh, uh, you know. I think this may actually set up well for JMU, Rob. We've talked about this in the past. The if you could make the super regional, you don't have to play double headers unless there's a weather issue, and so you both both teams are likely to get their best pitcher available, have their best pitcher available in all the games. You know, yeah, um, which yeah. in JMU's I mean, case means Odyssey Alexander's probably starting all three of these games, mm-hmm. um, which is really fantastic. We'll get to her more and more in a second. Uh, a lot of people are going to talk about Missouri. Missouri hammered. They shut out all three games in their own regional, um, won all three games. I did look it up today, though, Rob. You know, JMU played – Tennessee was – what was it? Tennessee was the ninth seed overall, and they were the ninth team in RPI. Take RPI for what it's worth. Liberty was the 17th team in the RPI, JMU being 30th. Missouri was 14th, so a little behind Tennessee in their own conference. The teams they played this weekend in that those wins were Iowa State, who was 35th, Northern Iowa, who was 54th, and Illinois Chicago, who was 104th. And that was a whole lot different than the competition that JMU played this week. Yeah, the Knoxville, I mean, it's just plain and simple. The, the numbers don't lie. Knoxville yeah. is a tougher region. Um, yeah. They're good. We're not going to say, oh, yeah. you know, they got through the Tennessee region. Now it's easy. It's not an easy path, but 
they had a tougher weekend, came in a little more battle tested, um, proved to and themselves State, and others they can do it. And Iowa State, who I think was what a lot of people thought was probably the the clear number two in that region, got their butt kicked in their yeah. first game uh, by Northern Iowa and had to play out of the losers bracket. So mm-hmm. even in the championship game, when Iowa State made it back, you know, it was a real uphill climb for them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, in the way that it was for Liberty. I, I, so I just, yeah, I think JMU is a lot more battle tested for all of the talk. I, I read something today where, you know, JMU didn't get a seed, didn't get a lot of respect coming into this past weekend because they, of COVID, they didn't play any out-of-conference games and they couldn't build up the RPI or the strength of schedule that the committee likes to see. Well, now JMU, including the Delaware team that was a top 20 RPI team, has five of their last six games have been top 20 RPI teams mm-hmm. and they've won all of those games. <laughs> so, so rising to the occasion. Yeah, I think they're ready to go now for sure. Um, I, I don't know, Rob. I just, I, another thing looking ahead, you know, JMU played Missouri, beat Missouri in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is really not strangers. History. Yeah. No, I actually saw the Missouri coach was quoted as saying, like, this sucks. As soon as we saw the bracket, I knew we were going to play James Madison. Mm-hmm. Like, I was concerned. And she's like, for some reason, we've been matched up with JMU in a couple of these. Uh, classics and of course it turns out that JMU split a series back in 2017 um at the beginning of the year in Charleston they split a series with they they beat Missouri 6 nothing and lost 8-4 in a two game set and that seems like ancient history but I note that Odyssey Alexander had her first experience in that game that was her first mm-hmm. game of her career she also that was her first loss of her career in the second game um and Kate Gordon and Madison Naokis both played prominent roles in that in the in that series at the time so jmu's super seniors were all involved in that one and then of course last year they just played them in february of last year yeah um which just seems weird because we sort of scrapped that season but jmu won a thrilling eight seven like absolute battle in clearwater florida where odyssey did pitch the whole game uh, with 10 strikeouts but it was an eight seven game you know, that was coming out of a they a loss to Kansas where Jamie had not played well. Sarah Jubas was four for five with a dinger in that game. Madison Naokas was one for three with a home run. And Logan Newton was three for four with a double in that game. So that was a crazy eight-inning game where Missouri actually scored two runs in the top of the eighth and JMU or scored a run in the top of the eighth and JMU scored two to beat them. Um, so these teams are not strangers to one another. No, and, not at all. Not at all. And, and you can tell from that, this is like, no great shakes for Missouri. Like they're not taking this for granted either. So, you know, they, they had, they threw a couple of pitchers this weekend. They had, as we said, two one hitters and a no hitter. Their freshman threw a no hitter in the third game who was not the starter earlier in the series. So I don't know what to expect out of Missouri. We mentioned last week, Missouri is a mashing team. They like to hit the ball. Um, this is all about whether Alexander and Humphrey can, you know how they pitched versus Missouri's pitching. And defense. I think, I think, yeah, I think defense. That's and a Jamie played well, I thought, defensively this week, which was good. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm. It's interesting because so. I don't I, I don't get the sense that this team, that Laporte or anybody on the team, is as caught up in the whole underdog or lack of respect thing that I don't fans think so are. I think that matters more to the media. I get the sense that 
the teams they face mm-hmm. respect them and they know they're respected. You know, so like yeah. they, particularly Missouri, like JMU knows uh, Missouri isn't over. Yeah, at this point, they've played each other three yeah. times in the last few years. They, they can't absolutely play that. know each other. You could make an argument that maybe, you know, one of these big 12 teams wouldn't be as familiar or something. Maybe you can make an argument that one of the, like an Alabama might look, but I don't think that's the case. I, I think as fans, we're much more attuned to that. It's not the same thing as like, JMU football going up against an FBS team. It's not this, let's shock the world. They're like, okay, let's go play. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, the other coaches don't want to draw JMU. That's not them pulling yeah. a Lou Holtz. No. They really do respect them. And I mean, the record is what the record is. Missouri has no yeah. reason to, to think they're any better. They're like, well, no. we got, this is a tough, this is a tough draw. Um, so that, I think that plays much larger in our minds than it does in anybody actually involved in the game. But it does play large in our minds. And it was it nice it to beat yeah. Tennessee and to beat Liberty, but particularly beat Tennessee um, the way that JMU did to really, I, I mean, they kind of, you know, Liberty played well against Tennessee in the nightcap, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like if you're Tennessee, it's that punch in the mouth from JMU that really is it not like, off. oh yeah. no, we're, we're, you never we're in trouble here. Yeah. You know, like, um, especially coming the way it did where Alexander just was so dominant and Kate Gordon, the big hitter you're afraid of, hits a three-run bomb like off of Tennessee's great pitcher, you know. And you just, yeah, they never came back. I mean, this is a what an incredible opportunity, Rob. We've talked about this, so it's arguable, right? Way back in 2015 or 16, the first time JMU made the Super Regional when they hosted the Super Regional yeah. against LSU, they lost a one-run game in Game Three of the Super Regional to LSU at home. I guess you could say that because they were at home and the seeded team, they had a real, you know, that may have been a better opportunity. I don't know. It feels like LSU and UCLA were different to me. I mean, UCLA was definitely, JMU had gone out and beaten Michigan, who was like the 15 seed, which sent them to the number two seed UCLA at the time or number one overall seed. I mean, that felt really, it's really also tough. Every time you get here, the, the newness and the scariness and wears off. And this is what you were just saying. About the kids, they don't seem the program is into this now. Yeah, this is like what we they do. don't. This was just like this is what we do. We're we're here to play. We're now, here there's to play still softball. That, there may be some pressure to break through for some yeah. of these girls that have been there before and not come through, but there's none of the starry eyed stuff. You know, this isn't Hoosiers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They're there to play, um, and I think that even goes along with like. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of these things, the respect is kind of a lagging indicator when you talk about seeds and rankings. I mean, sure. look at. Gonzaga now goes in in basketball. You know, they go in their their top team. But it took them a lot of years of everybody doubting their schedule and how good are they. Mm -hmm. It is frustrating as a fan, but I get it. I mean, the the people that cover this sport on a national level, particularly in a year like this, they're going to look at Jamie's record and they're going to go, well, I don't know if they're good or bad. You'd like to think that with their track record, they'd get benefit of the doubt. But the reality is they probably got to do this once or twice more before that's going to be built into the to the rankings, you know, the, the, yeah. the cake, the baked in element. Um, but they are proving it. I mean, I didn't know. I was, I was certainly excited for them, but I didn't know what to make of their record as it compares to previous teams. I was right. like, you know, that what, was what a is, hard thing for me. You know, what, what is 30, what, 34 and one or whatever mm-hmm. it was in this season? How does that mm-hmm. stack up to some of the other teams that might have losses in a couple of these early season classics? Like, are they better or worse? I don't know. So, um, they're proving it when it matters. That's, it, it, when it matters. And, and yeah. it was fun. There were a couple notes from this weekend. You know, we don't root, we're not rooting against Mickey Dean. 
Um, but Auburn did not advance out of the regional. Um, can't say that that didn't go unnoticed. Uh, you know, like I, I, uh, JMU being the only mid-major to advance did not go unnoticed. Um, yeah. This whole Liberty story seeming to overshadow everything that happened. Uh, to Liberty's immense credit, I don't know if you watched the end of the final game, but they do that. They have their own little tradition where they do a prayer after the game, Rob, kind of publicly mm-hmm. on the field. It's actually really impressive, really cool um, from the kids. And a reminder that the leadership at Liberty is not the same necessarily as the kids at Liberty. Um, I was pretty impressed with their coach and I the way too. she handled herself really with the loss and the way she was very gracious in defeat and Me too. really complimentary of, of Laporte and the entire program. So I, I thought she was perhaps one of Jamie's best advocates over the weekend, actually. I did too. I did too. And, and, and just the player who spoke, you know, wishing JMU well and hoping mm-hmm. they would do, you know, just very, I, I you know, we, we give Liberty a hard time on here an awful lot. And I just need to be reminded that the, the 19 year olds are not the same as everybody else running the ship no. down there. You know? They just so, want to live their lives and play sports right, and, right. and I'd, uh, be proud of themselves. You know? Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Pretty, pretty good witness on their part. I, mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, I, one thing, I, another thing I love this weekend, Rob, I'm so glad JMU's, it looks so good in that white and purple. Yeah. In our, in our, you know, kind of football has started this, like, you know, we've been joking about the championship uniform is the white, purple, white. Mm-hmm. And that's what softball is wearing. And I, you know, Look, yeah. Megan Good looked good in anything, striking out eight million people. Yeah, but the, it is funny seeing the highlights of that last run a couple of years ago, where they're in those all black uniforms, and I wonder to myself, who is this team? You yeah, know? and not that I don't like, you know, football is kind of funny because like the occasional black is, it feels like a special treat. But when that's your thing, I'm like, no, 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 give me the purple. <laughs> like, you know, it yeah. also looks like torture. In these late season tournaments oh, for baseball, like, oh my goodness. Like, this weekend, you could see the kids on both teams. I mean, Liberty and JMU both on Sunday. It was 95 degrees. Those fields looked, are on fire too. I mean, you remember that time, <laughs> playing in the summertime. Yeah. It's, the heat just radiates. And so that black uniforms, I don't know, it looks yeah. cool and unusual. <laughs> no, It's no, different no. than football in the fall. No. Um, so they're going to get this shot this weekend, Rob. I don't even know what to say. I am... <laughs> I, right now on Monday night, I am very excited about this opportunity. I'm sure I will get, uh, instead of like excited, you know, I don't know, happy, excited, I will get ang- anxiety ridden, yeah. excited you know, later in the week. Uh, but this is such an opportunity. I mean, it's arguable that Tennessee might have been a better team than Missouri throughout the season. They're certainly yeah. comparable, very comparable squads. Yeah. Uh, Liberty was probably very comparable to both of these teams. That doesn't really mean anything, but wow. I mean, to think about what's on the, I did not, I'll say this, Rob. It's like you said about the knocking on the door or kind of getting there and and to start to feel like you belong there. You know, when JMU hosted that super regional against LSU a few years ago, we were so excited. We were covering it, writing about it, but we didn't really, I don't think it ever really occurred to me like how big of a deal it would be to make the college world series. It definitely like, I think I, I, I think it, I thought about that. Time. Yeah. I think I, th- I knew what a big deal it would be to beat LSU. Like it was cool that LSU was coming to Harrisonburg and that's who they were playing. And I knew yeah. it would be a big deal to beat them because of what you and I know about, you know, LSU, like just LSU as an athletic program. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I understood that. And, but and it's support for softball and baseball. Yeah, but and I didn't quite baseball. grasp what the bigger picture of it. It was all just new to me. And and I'll, it also I'll go seemed, one further. I, I don't yeah. think I even realized that the next step was the College World Series. I, yeah. I, I was very confused on the format at that yeah, point. Yeah, we went yeah. Back and I was too. like, what's going on? So it's Super Regional. Then what is, after the Super Regional? Then like, uh, it was still very new to me. You know, well, and it feels like the, the program has grown and matured and evolved this, along with the fans here. And I, I also have to say, I really hope the national story this weekend. I mean, I did notice, JMU, getting a 9 p.m. game on ESPNU on Friday night and then a 7 p.m. game Saturday. I think that is, I, I mean, that is some respect. I know there will be some games on the ESPN or ESPN2 for some of the bigger programs. But I also imagine, I mean, just the fact that this is JMU for you know, essentially filling in for Tennessee as the nine seed playing the eight seed is, uh, you know, potentially a very competitive series from a television standpoint. But I also think the the story is there. And it, it's so funny. I Odyssey Alexander, I mean, she's awesome. And I, I didn't realize, I'm so happy for her that she came back and she got this moment. I mean, I'm super happy for Kate Gordon as well. But you know, we spent so many years. I mean, Jalen Ford put this program on the map. Like she was the one in that LSU series that we all, I mean, she came to the plate at the end of that series. And I, we all thought. This I thought is it was our, a Hobbs moment. Yeah. Like this is it. She's going to do it. And, you know, it doesn't work out. That's not the way sports work sometimes. And then, you know, Megan Good two years ago had that day in Ann Arbor where she threw <laughs> like 400, you know, 260 yeah. pitches in a day and beat Michigan twice. And, and you just, it was such a, you know, it was just tip cap. legendary stuff. Right. But, and Alexander was on that team, but I didn't know. I mean, she could have transferred. She was so good. She was already really good. And a lot of players would have, you know, softball so weird because number one pitcher is, there's only so many of them it's everything. on the top yeah. teams, right? Of the top 40 teams, there's only 40 of them. And yeah, you're you not going to be a closer for in the year. No, no, it years. doesn't work that way. Like you can no. go somewhere else and do this. And you see a lot of it in softball. And she didn't, she stayed. And, oh, I just love this. I, I love this program so much. We've developed over the years and hopefully we'll get to talk to um, some people who have been even closer to the program than we have. But, Man, you know, she's from Boydton, Virginia. I had to look up on the map where that is, Rob. You talk about Southside. That is like Mecklenburg County, Virginia. It's like down there, like somewhere between the Kerr Reservoir and South Boston. Like it's as Virginia as Virginia gets. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, And um, Kate Gordon is Page County High School. I mean, you know, like these are... Well, Megan Good and, and Jalen Ford were both girls both from the those. Valley as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this has been such a great story for this program. And I, and I with just, JMU, Liberty, and Virginia Tech, it's a lot oh, of girls for, for, from the state, and particularly that region yeah. of the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, this weekend, so I think Missouri, you know, they had what appeared to be great crowds uh, at Missouri. Uh, and good credit to uh, Tennessee fans. There were quite a few uh, just – Tennessee softball fans who were still at the final between JMU and Liberty. So good credit to them. Really appreciate that. 
you know, I guarantee that's I think something Missouri's I will gonna... never do. Right, 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 right. Book it. If I go uh, to see Jamie play and they lose, I mean, I, yeah. maybe I would conceivably, but I, I, I can't imagine. I have to say, maybe so you I pay went for to... the tickets and you're like, hey, you know what? Your, your team wins. You got a chance to see the final. I, it was I hard. I've done it twice in my life. I, I went to the final four once when I was rooting for Maryland, you know, college days, and they mm-hmm. lost in the final four. And But then you're like, okay, I'm here. I never get to go to the final four. Yeah. go to the championship and then rich and i you know we went to dayton for jmu uh basketball when they lost to indiana in the opening round and we did stay for the other games that day but i have to say that was one of the harder days i've ever like yeah. I, it was not that enjoyable i, 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 I think I ohio that, state played that night but it was not fun yeah i think march madness it's you kind of go into it you go for the whole day but yeah. i'm talking like i'm not going to frisco if Jamie loses this, oh no, no, like, no, no, for sure. It's no. just, it's just, and if Jamie was hosting yeah. original Jamie softball, and then they and went the out, loss, I'm not going back to I'm the down. final. I'm, no, I'm no. on 81 North. Yeah, now, now maybe if I retire down there somewhere, it'd, it'd be a different yeah. story. But yeah, 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 we'll see. But I think Missouri is going to have 100 percent capacity. Let it all hang out. I don't know, if, Rob. You probably watched a little of uh, Phil winning the PGA this weekend. That was. There were a lot was, of fans who had not been out of like people should not have let them out of the home. That was <laughs> like weekend. a coming out party for Vineyard Vines fans. Oh, uh, it was it was just crazy. People um, were ready to get loose. I and, actually really admired Mickelson me for not losing his cool on that walk to the 18th I couldn't green. Believe when people that, are grabbing him. I, I think that would be difficult in any situation, but particularly given the last year or two when none of us have had a lot of human contact, I could see somebody really freak. Like, I don't know if somebody grabbed me. When was the last time somebody grabbed you? Like even a friend. Like no, it's, I, it's And to have those people, like they were collapsing on him. Well, and they Kepka pretty struggled with up. it a lot more than Phil did, which I also yeah. understand because you're just trying to get to the end. It's you're trying not, to get it done. At that point, I mean, he's not winning. Like, you know, there but, are people screaming and grabbing him. And I, I mean, I guess you've been oh, there before. I mean, you've been there ball before. hit, when the lady moved the ball, Mm-hmm. And he had to go play that ball out of the crowd and they had to get the rules official over there. And, you know, I, and there were guys like running <laughs> and they were like, no, don't no, like it was so out of control. It was but, like Happy Gilmore. Oh, it was completely like Happy Gilmore. And I'm hopeful. I mean, look, I think Jamie Softball, they seem ready for this, for this environment. I certainly hope we get some, I, I don't know what's close to Columbia, Rob. Is St. Louis there? Like, uh, I, I don't know who can get there, like in a know. reasonable drive, but I sure. I, I, I mean, I, I love the JMU fans. I, I think there's a lot of friends and family there. I hope we get some action, you know, good fans this weekend. I certainly know one thing for sure. If they get to Oklahoma City, there will be a Dukes contingent that will not be quiet. Um, <laughs> we, we will not be a quiet mid-major. With no, small I mean, I think that's, an, we that's an easy final. weekend trip from a lot of the, the Dallas-Fort Worth Dukes, which is a very active alumni chapter, active as we know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would and be something else. And then you're probably even looking at some West Coast people that don't get a chance to see JMU that often that could make a weekend out of it. So Yeah, yeah. Well, and just what a – and you know you get – I mean, whoever you are, if you get the, if you love this, I mean, I think even some of the Harrisonburg folks who come to a lot of the home games, you're guaranteed two games. You know, if you get a win, you're guaranteed three games. Like, it, it's a worthwhile trip in that way, I think. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, you know, you're not betting it all on one game. So – Look, I, I don't even know what to say, Rob. It was an incredible weekend. I wish I could talk more in depth about this team, but I'm so, I, you know, Keith Gordon right, mentioned I, on Sunday, just they, they, 
you know, she hit the big home run on Saturday, but the whole team contributed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so good. They're so fun to watch. They're such good representatives of this school, this program. Oh, and Rob, I had one other thing. The the ex-JMU players in other sports, how great was that this weekend on social media? I yeah, mean, Earl like- Watford and Dean Marlowe were like living and dying with this team. <laughs> like... Dean Marlowe is a really big supporter. He's like that yes. for nearly everything. Like he clearly follows all of the programs. And I, I chalk that up to just athletes respecting each other, you know, like game recognized game or if you could say, like, I think they really respect each other in general across the board, mm-hmm. but they really respect greatness. Like we appreciate it as fans. Yeah. Come on now. Like you and I can't really relate. Like we're like, Oh wow, they're good. But I bet a guy like Dean Marlowe knows everything that goes into it. It's not just that, Mm-hmm. You know, Odyssey woke up one day, knew how to pitch. He's he knows what type of workouts. He knows the dedication. He knows what it takes to be a championship team. So it's really cool to see them coming out of the woodwork to do. And it doesn't seem like it's done at face value. They're really following the games. No, they're, they're in. Not checking, I mean, so they're in. You know, um, like Watford was like casting. I mean, first of all, yeah. I didn't tweet as much this weekend, Rob, because I was mm-hmm. casting it from my phone onto yeah. the television. So you're like a little bit behind. Yeah, but it's also awesome that we're able to do that. It's amazing. Like to have it on our – first of all, that's just incredible. Um, But yeah. But yeah, those guys are really into it. I mean, Watford was like legit on Saturday, like, you know, pitch by pitch into the game. I I really, really appreciated that. So many – And a lot of the current athletes as well. For sure. Tucker Dorsey and yeah, some of those – yeah, oh, 100%. I also – not not to make too large – too much of this or anything, but I I also see – JMU fan support of women's sports makes me so happy. I just, yeah. I, a lot of it is, yeah, you know, everybody loves a winner. But I do think JMU is different where it's not just the athletes. Like the average fan really, really cares. It's not like some schools where the non-marquee program gets that like, oh, cool, we're doing well in, you know, Olympic sport, whatever. No. Um, people really, really get into all of the sports at JMU Everybody loves a winner, but it is just neat. I, I think the way JMU fans rally around these teams that aren't the type that you read about in, in national newspapers mm-hmm. says a lot about the the JMU community in general and how it really is. It's kind of just a heartwarming way. It's a little nostalgic because you're like, wow, you know, when I went there, I really felt like people were friendly and they were more supportive and they just were more apt to sit down and, you know, be genuinely excited about what you brought to the table as an individual. I think that carries over. And I'm probably making too much of this, but I think that carries over to the way JMU fans treat all these sports, um, particularly women's sports. It makes me really happy that you don't have this constant discussion of like, oh, that's exciting, but, or, oh, I'm not, but right. just, no, hey, it's just, just hey, this is cool. Yeah, it's just exciting. It's awesome. Yeah. I, that's a good point. I, I love, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, not to get all, we'll see if they win this weekend, I'll probably get a little, I'll probably lose it. <laughs> I'll probably get all emotional again. Like it's the first game day in 2017 or something. It's just, it's just neat for me. Like I, I've, I'm a father of two sons. So yeah. it's important for me that I kind of model good behaviors for my sons mm-hmm. and my youngest is very into sports. And so one of the ways that we kind of work with him is just like sports or sports or sports. It's not women's sports or men's sports. So mm-hmm. they all get excited. They ask for the JMU scores. It's not, 
you know, women's sport because they're in an age where unfortunately that stuff, when we were their age, sure, it was very gendered. It was very yeah. different. And it's nice to see that isn't the case. It's it's like, oh, cool. Who, you know, who's pitching? Oh, is it Alexander? Did Kit Gordon? Like, they're just excited by excellence. Um, yes. and, and that's kind of my main goal. I, I want them just to be respectful of everybody. And even if people do different stuff than them, I want them to recognize others' achievements and when people are, are successful and admire that. And JMU's women's sports give me plenty of things to to point out and to model for them. Well, and I don't mean to just highlight the football players. I mean, you see Michaela White, the mm-hmm. former volleyball star, was like yeah. living and dying with every pitch this weekend. Like, it was yeah. awesome weekend. Um, yeah. And then the other thing, by the way, just back on the field, Rob, um, in terms of excellence, I do love that all three of our star pitchers, and maybe we'll get to talk to our friends tomorrow about this a little more, but Jalen Ford to Megan Good to Odyssey Alexander, all three of them are studs at the plate. Just absolute. And and most of these top programs are not like that. Like the UCLA's and the Oklahoma's do not have pitchers that hit. They just pitchers. Right. And it's awesome. I mean, (laughs) you know, when Alexander stopped pitching on Sunday and they put Humphrey in for those five outs, there was no question she wasn't leaving the game. Like she was staying in the game because they needed her to hit, you know, like it's awesome. I mean, all three of them to have been really probably the top in the top two or three hitters in the lineup during their time, if not the very best. I mean, I think now Gordon is as strong as anyone, but that's awesome. Yeah, We need to go back and look it up, but I'm pretty sure Megan Good hit more home runs than she gave up. Yeah, yeah, that's really, yeah, really, really, yeah, it was really impressive. Too. I mean, and I think she led the team in batting. I mean, she was player of the week and pitcher of the week. I think she was player of the year and yeah. pitcher of the year. And say, um, we're gonna have Jill to revisit Ford. this this summer, Rob. This whole like Mount Rushmore of JMU athletes because this is so the, the three of them are really hard. Like, I think last two years ago, we all said like that performance by Megan Good was like this is the goat performance. It's not even a question. We're done. She's the best. And then Alexander's challenging her, and Ford kind of built the program. Like I, I don't know. It's, it's a fun argument. Well, Ford, <laughs> Ford was great for many reasons, but perhaps most of all was kind of the trailblazer aspect of it. Yes, the fact like that it still was a very young program. Um, she came out and you know was an All America and you know CA Player of the Year. Um, like you said, terrific behind the plate. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of power. She broke all sorts of school records. Um, Megan Good's junior year before she got hurt and then her retro yeah. senior year, which was good, but – and the Michigan performance was outstanding. The junior year felt like it, But it wasn't It wasn't the same level. Her, her junior year, you could argue, might be the single greatest season of any JMU athlete. Yeah, it, I, I, I think mean, so. It, and and it, if not there, it's it's top three. Like I, I – you're looking at – Maybe like the Steve Hood types this yeah. year, like him or Real. Arthur Motes, you know, yeah, which like tends to get overlooked because it's because the position games. he played where it was fun, but you still don't in a team game where the team you didn't have a lot of success. Yeah. It was different. Um, Carol Tate, yeah. you know, you've got other athletes that really were amazing, but it's tough to top what what Good did as a national player of the year. Right. Um, I don't know. It's a, She's she's definitely up there. The three of them, people could make an impassioned case for any one of them, and nobody can be left out of the room. There's no one obvious drop this candidate. Nope. Um, my I, I think 
at the end of the day, you'd have to go Megan Good. But Odyssey still has story to tell. Well, that's she what still I was just going to say. She, if she could get 42 outs to put them in the College World Series, that, I mean, that kind of stands on its own. It's really it, it, like it, it, oh, tough. And, and, yeah. and, don't, and, you know, I mean, even Kate Gordon, who now has the CAA record for most home runs, JMU record for most home runs. Yeah. Uh, like, her story's not done yet either, <laughs> you know, like, and has been a really good defender all through this. I mean, this group, Jubis is still a, she's got another year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing about this team. I mean, I know they're going to lose Gordon and Alexander, but man, have they got, you know, they're starting to bring in some, I mean, Humphrey's coming back. I mean, <laughs> presumably, right. Well, <laughs> they have a stud pitcher to start with next. Yeah. And they, we know that they have Jubis and, Newton and a bunch of other people coming back. So I, I yep. you know, oh man, I just, uh, what a program. And, and I'm just so happy for coach Laporte. I, I know we talked to her once upon a time on here, Rob, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm happy for her. I'm happy for Jeff Bourne in this, in that, like, you know, th- I think that was a little bit of a, um, it had to be a little bit of a tough call. Maybe it wasn't, maybe he knew. But when Dean left and the manner that he left, you know, to make the decision to hire internally, and then that decision kept, seemingly kept Megan Good in the program that year, which carried over to now, right? I, I don't know. I think like, I don't know all the ins and outs. We will never know. But, you know, a lot of people at JMU and a lot of JMU fans always want a bigger splash. Right. And we've seen a couple of times recently. I love the idea that we've built, you know, women's basketball. We went from Kenny to Coach O. And that seems to have been the right call, you know. And softball developed the bench and went right to Coach Laporte. And that absolutely the proof's in the pudding now because she's going to Super Regional and Auburn's not. So, yeah, like, and I, again, you know, the, yeah. the difference between fans and players or those in the program. Mm-hmm. I think is really telling because when Mickey got hired away, everybody thought the sky was falling and he was yeah. going to take everybody with him and mm-hmm. nobody went. And, and in fact, mm-hmm. you, you start to hear some rumors that, Hey, maybe it wasn't the best atmosphere. And um, you don't hear that now. And, and the no, stuff that we're talking about earlier with them just seeing loose and playing well, it, it seems to be a healthier atmosphere yeah. and a more sustainable atmosphere mm-hmm. rather than kind of that, uh, for lack of a better comparison, like the Jim Harbaugh type thing where you get you know, the fire and brimstone works until it doesn't. And then it fails tremendously. Right. Um, I think Laporte certainly knows what she's doing, yes. uh, but she also knows what she's doing from a culture perspective. Yes. Like she, she can manage. I mean, I, I realized that was kind of repetitive. I'm mean, what I'm going to say. She knows what she's doing in terms of in-game situations. We saw that with the pitch, the way she handled the pitchers of the weekend, but she also just, she's striking the right tone with these young women. And they really just appear to be all on the same page, all excited to be there living up to the moment, you know, playing, playing their best and not getting overwhelmed by things. And I think that's the big deal. When you talk about sports like softball and baseball, it's really managing the locker room. You know, you play mm-hmm. this many games at a certain point, it's most the players you're deciding on the field. There's some critical decisions here now and again, but how can you manage that confidence and that kind of stamina throughout the long season, throughout the really intense moments like the regionals and super regionals? So, um, by all accounts, I mean she's JMU is just spoiled rotten right now. Yes, with terrific coaches. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, between and, her and I mean, you and I have gone to bat for Signetti repeatedly. I mean, we know what Chrissy Morgan is in field. Chrissy hockey. Morgan, coach, we know what both coach, 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 coach Byington, coach Shelley, coach Shelley. You know, both. Yeah, coach, are just, both coach Shelley. Yeah, tennis tr- and tremendous. I mean, across the board, um, soccer's got a good thing going, and, and yep. it's just just spoiled rotten and. Sooner or later, people got to stop screaming and yelling about all the things that JMU isn't and appreciate what it is and give it up for Jeff Bourne. I mean, yeah, we can talk about uh, – there's been some 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 tough times with men's basketball, but nearly every other program, it's just been home run after home run in terms of coaching decision. And well, I, men's I basketball think looks like it's on basketball the looks like – yeah, it looks like he – he's leaving his mark on the program in the form of this latest hire. So Yeah, well, and – uh, I don't know. We'll never know. Right. I mean, the, there are softball conferences. We had that discussion last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we're aiming too low in wanting to go to the American as they don't deserve us because they're not <laughs> playing anymore. <laughs> it looks like we're about to beat the hell out of the SEC for the second weekend in a row. So I, you know, maybe, maybe our sights are too low. Here softball only membership to the SEC. Softball only membership to the SEC. Yeah, that's right. No, let's softball and football. We'll be fine. Just yeah. those two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, Vandy, you're going. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't need you anymore. We need yeah. another purple team. Vandy, yeah. you keep your baseball in the SEC. Everything else goes to JMU. That's right. I like it. I like it. So, Rob, it's so great uh, to talk about this. I, I'm, I'm over. I mean, I really am going to lose it if they win this week. It's going to be the most as rewarding as anything we've covered um, in the time we've been doing. Certainly, in the time we've been doing the podcast. You know, I mean, oh, football yeah. has given us moments, but most of those moments were um, were expected. And this would feel a lot more like that 2016 football team where it's like earning something that's been in the works for a while, you know, yeah, it's like, like, it's like the, the breakthrough moments can sometimes be more satisfying. It's like, mm-hmm. um, I heard somebody say like the equalizer in soccer is more exciting than the go ahead winner, you know, like yeah, that sometimes. breakthrough moment when, when you're nothing and then all of a sudden you're something and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's big in, in the, in a game. I realize that is one of the most terrible analogies I've ever used when I say nothing <laughs> and then you're something when we're talking about one of the marquee programs at the yeah, university yeah. we love. But um, just talking about like you're flipping the switch when, when you're going from someplace you've been before to a place you've never been before. That first step is mm. it's going to be amazing. Hopefully it's this weekend. If not, you're starting yeah, to feel come like in this it, program, it, you it's feel not like. if but when. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see it happen this weekend, particularly after the COVID situation and the people losing last season, but then to see Gordon and Odyssey come back, it would be yeah. a very special kind of exclamation point on their careers. And I don't know if there's anybody at ESPN. I mean, it's not obvious from the announcing pairs that there's anyone that actually knows the full landscape of um, NCAA softball. But I, I would have to think that, you know, I mean, Missouri is what, the fourth, fifth place team in the SEC? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Odyssey Alexander is a college world series dream. Yeah. Right. Kate Gordon is a dream for mm-hmm. this. Like the JMU story is like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a, if they win this week, the level of coverage going into that, you know, we've had so much fun with lacrosse a couple years ago, but lacrosse doesn't have the eyeballs that, the college world series does, you know, I mean, I, I don't mean that bad. I just, I don't, I don't think the national, you know, sort of discussion because it's not all sec fan bases. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, lacrosse has its strongholds and they are very impressive. And I think they matter a lot on the East Coast and to a, a certain number of programs outside of that. But well, it's there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of fans of like the Oklahoma's, the UCLA's, the Alabama's, Florida's being like, who is this? Team? What What is going on with this team? This team looks really scary. You know, like, like that's going to be a fun. That would be a really fun week leading up to the World Series if they could win this weekend. So, and, and I feel like they have, I mean, this is a flip them, you know, like a pick them series completely with Missouri. I mean, I, I, that's not to say I think they're going to win or that they're the favorite or anything like that. This isn't, you know, football in the first round. This is, you know, they're playing the number eight overall seed out of the SEC on the road. But yeah, I feel like they have a real, and, and you heard Coach Laporte say it in some of her interviews. I saw her talk to TJ Eck down there tonight, um, you know, at the news station in Harrisonburg, talking about like, yeah, we, re- we really, like, we're used to this. Like, the super regional is where we are. And now the people that are our older players want to go to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. And Turn the page. Yeah. I mean, oh, let's do it. Come on, Dukes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. It will. It'll be good. I'm feeling <sighs> pretty confident, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, Rob, it's great to talk to you. Uh, hopefully, we will talk again. Yeah, I, mean, I, we got, will I got to get again. some furniture. I'm, I'm in agony, I got to admit. Like, I keep <laughs> shifting on the bed. I'm like a little kindergartner on a nap mat. <laughs> like, I cannot wait. Hopefully, by next episode, I will have the desk set up and a chair so I'm not leaning up against the wall in a random guest bedroom. Um this was fun. I always enjoy talking to you. I always enjoy talking to Jamie sports, but I, I'm actually really ready to shut this down and not be leaning, <laughs> leaning up against the wall down okay. here. Well, maybe I'll get a little overtime tomorrow um, before we get this up, but we will have this up soon enough tomorrow. Um, Did we have an overtime? We, I didn't mean to cut off. Are you, no, no, we're, we're not going to do overtime tonight. We're going to save it. See if we can hook something up tomorrow. Well, yes. Okay. Cool. See what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one way or another, we'll be back next week with, so we will definitely be talking softball with good stories. Uh, yeah. If they win, we will not be talking anything else but softball. Yeah. Uh, I guess if they lose, we'll start to think about football or something again. But for it, now, it'll be let, the summertime just, show. Summertime show. Duke's never. We can talk. Oh, I, I can. We yeah. can talk music because oh, I yeah. did not know this. I sent you that email, you and Rich, saying, "Oh, this would be nice, but we shouldn't go." And then Jessica emailed me, and she got tickets to Newport Folk. For our family, nice. So. nice. So I am going. Yeah. So. I just got an email today about Sturgill coming to Merriweather in September. Oh, nice. And I was like, all right, here we go. We're all, yeah. everything's it's back on. Again. Let's do it. Let's it's do it. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right, Rob, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Go, Dukes.